Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Vice Magazine podcast, your definitive guide to enlightening information. In our new weekly format of the show, we highlight one important story from across the Vice digital network, including the magazine, of course. Last week, we covered race and toxic masculinity. This week, it's a slightly lighter topic, The Simpsons. Our music site, Noisy, recently did a theme week on the intersection of music and TV. So... I asked Dan Ozzy, an editor at Noisy, to talk to us about a piece he wrote on one of the most star-studded episodes of The Simpsons, the iconic 1996 Homer Palooza. So Dan, it's TV week on Noisy, so tell us what you guys are doing and why you're doing it. Yeah, well basically we're running some articles this week about TV. We like to do these theme weeks, because as you can imagine, writing about music every single day for a year gets very daunting uh, and repetitive. So sometimes we break out of it with these theme weeks. So we asked ourselves what we know about besides music, and <laughs> we came up with TV. So we're, we've just got a bunch of articles lined up about the sort of intersection of TV and music. I wrote something about Freaks and Geeks. Um, we're running a very Nickelodeon-heavy few articles today about Doug and all that. And uh, we did one on how influential Beavis and Butthead was for metal in the 90s. Just stuff like that. Just covering that Venn diagram of music and TV. So you put out a piece this week that focuses on The Simpsons, but more specifically on the Homer Palooza episode. So tell us what that piece is about. Yeah, um, that that was actually our lead article because like a ridiculous amount of reporting went into it. I actually worked on it with... Uh, a coworker, Alex Ross, and we talked to sort of everybody involved in this very iconic 1996 episode of The Simpsons where Homer goes on this traveling festival that was sort of lampooning Lollapalooza. It was called Lollapalooza. And there are some like huge rock star guests on it, um, Cypress Hill, Smashing Pumpkin, Sonic Youth, and Peter Frampton all playing themselves. And so we talked to some of them. We talked to the showrunners. We talked to the showbooker. Just kind of like a history of how that episode came about because it was so star-studded. And at the time, it was like a lot of people who were really popular but also cool. Like the Smashing Pumpkins were kind of between alternative and mainstream at that point. So, yeah, just sort of talking to everybody involved just to – talk about that episode and its deeper meanings, I guess. So what is the deeper meaning behind this episode? Well, when it aired, I was 13 and I remember watching it and just thinking like, oh, this is so cool. All these bands that I like are on 
The Simpsons, like my favorite show, and I think a lot of people my age had that reaction. But now, it being 21 years old at this point, the episode, I have such a deeper connection with it. And when I talk to the showrunners, they had the same reaction, which is that, like, the the episode really is so much more than just, like, a rock and roll episode. It's about aging and this idea that you have to learn to accept that your generation is not cool anymore. Like a new generation has come up behind you and they've reclaimed what's hip and you're not hip at all anymore. And that's what really at the heart the episode is about. Um, the showrunner Josh Weinstein that we talked to, he said the same thing. He was like, you know, I was like 28, 29 when I wrote it. When I worked on it, I thought I was so cool and I'm 51 now and I, un- I identify with Homer and that's such a real thing to think about because when the show started, I was closest to Lisa's age. I was seven when it started. And now I'm closer to Homer's age, which is terrifying. Like That's how long <laughs> the show has been on the air. Yeah, I feel like I've missed something because I know nothing about The Simpsons. Obviously, I know who the characters are, but growing up in a Christian household, we weren't allowed to watch it, which feels silly looking back on it. Mm-hmm. But I sort of feel like it's past the time. Like, I can't just go back and watch it from the beginning. I feel like if I watch an episode, it's I get it and it's funny, but it has, like, I, I feel nothing. Well, yeah, it's funny because I, I wrote an article about exactly this one time um, because it was sort of a cultural phenomenon at the time because um, you were not alone. <laughs> Many kids were not allowed to watch The Simpsons because at the time, the show was really about Bart when it came out, or at least that's how they marketed it. And he was like this you know, um, underachiever and proud of it, man, type of thing. Don't have a cow, eat my shorts. Like, that was on T-shirts everywhere in the country. Like, you couldn't escape it. And I think that a lot of people use that to misalign what the show was about, including George and Barbara Bush. That's what famously pushed it on the wrong side of the tracks, is that George Bush told this Christian group that uh, Americans should be more like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons. And after he said that, they had this stigma to them. And some parents who didn't even watch the show were just like, yeah, this is this is bad. I won't let my kids watch that. On the other side of it, my parents, it was a family ritual. Like every Sunday, you had to make sure your homework was done because like, we're watching <laughs> The Simpsons as a family. But yeah, and it's funny because my my I, this is my super nerdy admission is that every month at uh, the King's Beer Hall in Brooklyn, I host a '90s only Simpsons trivia night with my best friend, and um, it's so funny because that's what we would do. He and I like we just grew up like quizzing each other about the Simpsons. But his wife also grew up in a Christian household and was not allowed to watch the show. And she says the exact same thing that you're saying, which is like, I can watch it now. I see why it's funny. I get it, but not growing up with that, you lose a cultural touchstone that you're just missing out on. Yeah. Right, right. I, I, I feel bad for you. I've hit, <laughs> <Thanks>. no, <laughs> I mean, but I do think you can you can watch it now and, and it, it still holds up for sure. But you totally miss something by, by not growing up with it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> the look in your face. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so if people want to read this specific article or read more about the TV content you're doing where should they go? Go to noisy.com and uh, look for TV Week. Uh, hopefully, we will scratch that nostalgic itch if it wasn't The Simpsons. Um, you know, maybe you were a Freaks and Geeks person. Maybe you were a Beavis and Butthead person. Maybe you were, a, we did something on the Jersey Shore and how that helped <laughs> spread EDM culture across America. And hopefully, we'll have something for everyone there.
The Vice Magazine podcast is a production of Vice Media. This episode was produced and edited by Sophie Kazis. For more info on the podcast or how to subscribe to the magazine, visit vice.com. And be sure to subscribe to the Vice Magazine podcast on Apple Podcasts, Acast, or any podcast app you use. Leave us a rating and review and let us know what you think. I'm Ellis Jones, and I'd like to give a special thanks to Dan Ozzie. Come back next week to hear our episode on America's largest right-wing militia. Thanks for listening.